0: everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I'm Harriet Berholt, and I am not really here with my dad, but I am podcasting with my dad, uh, socially distanced and virtually, but I'm here with my dad, Randy Berholt, and we're so excited to be chatting with you uh, today. We were supposed to have a guest on, but there were a little bit of technical issues, so we will have him uh, be coming back at a later date, but... Yeah, we haven't podcasted just the two of us in a while, so let's talk about what's going on. I mean, oh my
1: God, it's, it's the sixth week. It's the sixth week of being, uh, you know, in the house with COVID nineteen. Uh, you, you know, for, for for the closures and everything else. A lot of people are going stir crazy. A lot of people are waiting to get out. Some people are protesting to get out, and then others like me are like, "Ah, oh, hell no! I want to stay here." until that thing called the virus goes away so that I don't develop some issues. So, you know, Harriet and I are going to talk about that. You, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, where we are. you are going and to talk Harriet,
0: about disinfectant and if it's an actual virus.
1: Oh, here we go, Trump-bashing. But we will talk about anything on this show, and I will be I will be respectful, and I will be responsive, and right. Harriet will do the same with me. But, but, hey, before we started, Harriet has an announcement about our show.
0: Oh, we're officially now you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. So, oh, yeah!
1: Oh yeah, right here, right there's
0: here. There's a lot of other people submitting to iHeartRadio and I'm happy to finally be on there and you can now listen to us on their app. So go download that.
1: And then harry can can you also mention about the the other sh- uh, uh the, the other couple of podcasts we're we're going to be on uh yeah, we're gonna coming be up in the near future.
0: More In Common podcast, and uh, that's going to be in May. I'm not sure when they're actually going to put the episode up, but it's super exciting. They are kind of along the lines of um, what we're trying to do in a sense of their, their tag phrase is anchoring humanity in compassionate conversation, and it's kind of... Trying to show pretty much that, regardless of where you are in the world, regardless of what your political beliefs are, that we have more in common than uh, separate, pretty much, which I I love. And, like, you know, that's the whole reason we wanted to start this podcast pretty much, too. So, we're excited to be on there, and that will be coming up in May.
1: And today is April 25th. It is a Saturday. And so, uh, Herod and I are going to take you through, you know, COVID, which I don't know about you, Herod. I can't watch TV half the time. I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, on the one hand, it's getting better. On the other hand, it's hitting other places in the world. On the other All hand, right. I want to stay home. On the other hand, I want to go out. I don't know about you guys. I'm like – It's I'm like, a
0: roller coaster of emotions. I'm like
1: stir crazy, but I want to go out with the mask on. But, you know, it's like – my wife and my younger daughter and I went, went for a drive this afternoon up, you know, through uh, La Jolla and uh, Encinitas, up, up Route 1 in California. Beaches are beautiful. It's very hot here. I have my window, you know, my window open today. It's, you know, I was actually, you know, oh, working out. Were
0: walking on the beaches. They were just looking at them from the car. Looking at
1: the beach. No, no, no. We were driving. We, we wouldn't even do that. We drove by them. So, yeah. so, but, but, you know, today it's, you know, it's, it's. You know, it's late April weather here. It was in the 80s, maybe even hit 90. Mm-hmm. I'm working out in the gym in, in just, you know, one shirt, just sweating uh, and, and the like. And, you know, summer's coming. And I don't know about you, Harriet. Summer was a little bit late this year, I thought. You, you, you know, I, I thought it, And this is Southern California talking, you know. Well,
0: the, I mean, it's <laughs> spring, so it feels pretty summery right now. I mean. Usually there's like April or May, June gloom, but it's been beautiful the last couple of days. It's why we pay so much to live here?
1: Uh, but I can remember growing up in Pennsylvania, and you know we used to play baseball. So every season, I, I think I was playing baseball since I was four years old. And every every season, you could sort you could smell baseball in the air. It's like you know you'd start to practice, in maybe late January, February, you'd be freezing out there. You know you'd be hitting the you know hitting the uh, ball with the um, with the bats and everything and uh, with the aluminum bats and, and your hands would be stinging. And then by the time March would come around in April, you'd just be in the groove and, and in maybe early May you'd be doing playoffs and everything else. But, you know, this year seemed a little bit, you know, it just seemed to, to come a little bit later. I know I talked to friends, I have friends in Chicago and friends back in Ithaca, New York. And uh, I remember calling them last week and they said it's 30 degrees and it's snowing. And I'm like, serious, April, it's snowing. But yeah, that's what happens in the rest of the world. So, well, so let's anyway. talk
0: what a lot of people are talking about that isn't coronavirus-related, in essence. Is Kim Jong-un dead?
1: Well, you know, Harriet, you sort of announced to us that he was, what did, what did you say, he was possibly dead? Or, or yeah. Two? So, okay, so,
0: one, obviously these aren't, you know, this isn't BBC America or The New York Times or anything along those lines that I... Hey, this is
1: Bear Holt's podcast.
0: Anyway. Yeah anyway um you know the new york post tmz uh vox and business insider and a bunch of other you know newsweek as well um has commented saying that i mean the thing is he's either rumored to be dead brain dead or totally fine and uh the news kind of came because he missed a um he missed uh a holiday called north uh, on, it's well, it's called- like their
1: independence day. I think
0: in North Korea. Yeah, they April fifteenth, the founding of armed forces. It's a big celebration that they do. But he's always been there, and he wasn't there. So basically, they also had said maybe he was dead from a botched heart surgery. Um, it, it, you know, speculation's kind of been all over the place. But I guess if he dies, he has a sister who would be taking. Him I don't right? know.
1: I don't know if you've seen her. She looks freaking evil. Oh my god. I had one look at her and what they're saying is she's even more evil than him. It's like, you know, the Diet Coke of evil, but she's like, you know, I mean, I mean, she's like Dr. Evil times four, you know what I mean?
0: The Diet Coke of evil, 99% evil.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she's not a mini me. She's freaking, I mean, you just they, have a look at her. She just looked angry.
0: Trump of North Korea, which I don't even know what that means.
1: I don't know, but, but you know, she, no, she's, what'd you say? The Ivanka Trump gave me a break. Oh, yeah. Ivanka Trump, Trump is a beautiful woman and she's, yeah. she's trying to give her a break.
0: That's just what they've called her, Uh President oh,
1: Trump. She, can't, she uh, doesn't have anything uh, on Ivanka. Ivanka's beautiful. This woman looks like, I don't know, what she looks like?
0: on looks, okay? Come on. Let's no. not do that. Other I'm, than- I'm
1: just telling you, this woman looks evil in any frigging, any ethnic group, this woman would be evil in.
0: Basically, a North Korean historical expert has said she is smart, calculating, and who knows how much power she's been able to build by working in the shadows. Um, People have said that they're very, very scared of her, obviously. I guess Kim Jong-un's last official appearance was April 11th where he held a meeting for policymakers and they said, well, it's not unusual for him to disappear from the public eye for even weeks at a time. Uh, speculation has mounted obviously, because, you know, I think you and I talked about this too, dad, that we, we don't know if coronavirus, I mean, we assume it's made its way to North Korea. Right. But we just don't know. I mean, okay, and-
1: Harriet, The older I get, you know, I've been doing, you know, I'm, you know, if you guys know my age 58, I've been doing this North Korea stuff for freaking years. I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of it. You know, I'm almost thinking that, you know, either put up or shut up and President Trump, if you get in there the second term or if it's going to be President Biden, get in there and take this SOB out, take these, take this regime out, just get it out. But we all know why it's still going. And that's our friends in China. And it's it's the Chinese Communist Party is propping this guy up. And, And, you know. Uh, so China, you either want to, you know, you, you want to go out on the world stage or do you want to be known as propping up dictators like this? I mean, this guy's a, this guy's a madman. His family are mad people. But anyway,
0: yeah, that's, I mean, it's, that's the it's, way to
1: start off cheerfully today.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, I obviously, this sounds terrible, but I tend to think of that James Franco movie and Seth Rogen movie. Uh, when they go to North Korea and they meet Kim Jong-un because he's a fan of their show. that That just is what it makes me think of, but the interview. Remember, you saw that, right? No,
1: I know. We should send Dennis Rodman over there with his tattoos and his...
0: You know? Oh yeah, He's a friend of North Korea. Um it's interesting though. I mean, North Korea has always uh, fascinated me. I know that you can take tours of of North Korea. Obviously, my husband did not want me to go do that in any capacity, but uh, I I think it's interesting. I just think from a it's like
1: taking a tour of a freaking nuclear site, you know? What I mean, it's like you want to go, you still want to go to North Korea?
0: No, I just it's it's I'm curious. I'm curious to see how North Korea is and how they they obviously present a very different facade to foreigners that go and visit to media outlets. I think it would obviously very, be very sad to go over there and see everything. But I think, I don't know, it's just, it's like pulling the curtain back behind a really terrifying regime in a sense. But oh, I yeah, I but yeah let's talk About I mean, obviously coronavirus, but let's talk about the political aspect of it. And my dad just has seemed to have found out about the most asinine comments that the Donald Trump has made in the last two days. But they're pretty much saying the U.S. president plans to pare back his daily coronavirus briefings after falsely claiming his suggestion to inject cleaning products.
1: He- I think, I, I, you know, Harry, Harry, look, you know, if I, if we based our our entire, you know, society on, on what Donald Trump says all the time, you know, look, if we, you know, we're per, perfect case scenario as you and I talked about. Maybe, you know, if President Trump gets in again, or or Biden gets in, then I think maybe what we do is is we have an anti tweeting policy or something. But, oh, but
0: this all... wasn't a, was a briefing. He extolled the potential and unproven benefits of ultraviolet light potentially killing the disease. Medical experts, politicians, and even disinfectant makers then had to announce suggestions and strong uh, statements saying, "Please, please do not inject." Lysol or bleach or other cleaning products into your veins, and uh, it's said that 18 people in the last 24 hours have been hospitalized for ingesting bleach, saying that they thought it would cure them or protect them from the coronavirus.
1: And I tell you that, that the problem is when you have a person like President Trump, who is a you know, bir- mentioned- No, no, hear me, hear me out. He's he's a he's a rich billionaire real estate guy who's used to getting his own way. I think what the American people need, and what Congress needs, and the administration needs, is, you know, is somebody there has to be able to tell President Trump that if you're going to say stuff, even you know, and he came out later and he said oh, I was sort of joking, you know, I'm like, well, the problem is, it you, like you don't, no, no, Harry, hear me out. But you know, you know, I, I'm agreeing with you, Harry. So you don't even joke. This is COVID nineteen is not the place where we start a joking campaign. I, I mean, you get. You know, so what other presidents have done sometimes, and I think Donald Trump probably needs to do this a little bit: step back, let 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 you know, I don't know what I don't know what his title is, uh, but let Fauci handle it, or or let some let the scientists handle it. You take a step back, be presidential. He's and a, you, Fauci. You know, it's not about you, but.
0: Um, so he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases.
1: That's right. So- yeah.
0: And he yeah, has but, been in many
1: administrations. Yeah, but, but but look, you know, I, I know what your point is. And your point is, oh, my God, what's he talking about? And my rebuttal on that is, you know, I have to listen to it. And, you know, you know, Donald Trump needs to tone back what he's saying. He is not a scientist, you know, but but there are some things that the Democrats have been doing, though, is, you know, is attacking him on some of this. Look, you know. I think we should go back to where we were when we first started here. And you were very bipartisan, and I was very bipartisan in this one. The truth is, we need to come together and have sane policy. And Harriet and I are going to talk about, you know, you know, some of the sanity and some of the insanity here. But I think Harriet and I agree on 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 a lot of stuff. But I think here, I think Harriet, I think we we agree on that. You know, we're not out of this. And we got to listen to the scientists. And I know science is there's a lot of different theories right now, but you know if the government is telling you to stay home and to wear a mask, or to go out and wear a mask, wear your damn mask. You, you know, I just came as as we said, you, you know, just from a car trip up up Route One in California, in San Diego, you know, past Encinitas and you know oh, you're yeah, Always
0: but, wearing a mask. But you know,
1: always. but ten percent of the people are wearing masks. Ten yeah. percent, mostly they're older people, and Asian people. God bless Asian people because they're you know the Asian people have been wearing masks. It's these, it's I don't I don't know some of these guys. The young I don't know if they're young or they're bicyclists or they're runners. They okay. think they're gonna live forever, and you know all it takes is one freaking you know you know once you know you know one spray of this or something, and, 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 and you know you got COVID nineteen, but. What are
0: you thinking, Harriet? What else is going on? Here? My husband and I went for a walk today um, by not the beach, because obviously that's closed, but just down by the water in a sense on one of the little paths that's open and super un, you know, not crowded. But what we saw were just hordes of cyclists and people congregated together. Because when you stop at a light and you're going across the street, you obviously, you all tend to kind of come to a stop together and they're right up next to each other talking. They're going out afterwards and like getting coffee together or doing whatever it is. And just talking right in each other's faces, no protective coverings, anything like that. You also just see people with their little kids just out and about acting like nothing's wrong. And it's one thing to obviously be a single mom or have nobody to help you at home. And, you know, if you have to go to the store, like, what are you going to do? Leave your little kid alone at home, you have to take them. But these people that are willingly putting their kids in harm's way or worse, having their kids go to these moronic protests in either Encinitas or downtown, there's supposed to be a big one tomorrow in Pacific Beach in San Diego. I I think it's deplorable that you think that your quote unquote constitutional right to go get a massage, to go get a freaking haircut is worth putting people's lives at risk. I'll
1: tell you what, your mom and your sister gave me a haircut. It, it serves its purpose. It actually works better. I, sh- I oh, shaved. Yeah.
0: Big news. You What's shaved that? your beard.
1: My COVID-19 beard is gone, guys. I, I know you want to see that, but I couldn't. <laughs> I started looking like the freaking Taliban. I, I, I mean, seriously. I, I mean.
0: Very, like like, like you've been living in the woods for a while.
1: <laughs> how, do you, how do people with beards eat soup? I mean, <laughs> seriously, guys. It's just so weird to have hair on your face.
0: Yeah, you're not used to it, obviously. You know,
1: Harriet's dog Toby, my lovely, lovely grand dog, Toby, didn't recognize me. How sad is that? Didn't recognize granddad. That is so sad. And so I had to shave it because I was hurt deeply.
0: He was deeply. Aw. But but you know,
1: Harriet, let's, you know, look, you know me, conservative dad, Republican. We've had loads of conservatives on the show. Conservatives, I love you. Republicans, I love you. But I'm, I'll be honest, guys, I am not. And if maybe you're going to come down hard on me and I'm going to get a hate mail, I don't buy this constitutional open the freaking, you know, you know, open the stores, open everything else because we got a constitutional right to go back to work. The truth about it is from a constitutional standpoint, if you understand law in an emergency The right of the whole of the nation comes before the right of the individual. Now, the question that a lot of these people are asking, and it's a good question, is does government have the right to do this? And the answer is, yeah, it damn well does. Because if you're going to go out as a cowboy during this time, I mean, if you think about it, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania. We had some floods. If you went out after a certain time, we had a curfew. And if you were, you know, either try to loot or something, you would get shot and killed. So the truth of the matter is, this is a pandemic and government has the right to enforce, you know, what it has to enforce. But, you know, so, so look, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the first one up there, Harry, and saying, I don't agree. I agree with people's rights and I know that people are hurting and, and I, I get that, but that's why the government has, you know, some bailout plans. and if the money's not going to the individuals who they're hurting, then that's the uh, the fault of the legislature. Shame on you. And shame on Harvard University and the other Ivy Leagues and other universities who are taking money that should be going and other public companies that are taking money that should be going to the American public.
0: Oh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse.
1: We should have done the same as Canada did and put it into people's bank accounts who are hurting. And the rest of us, tough. But we got all these lobbyists, and D and I must say Donald Trump is right. You got to clean the freaking swamp, the lobbyists, lobbyists. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Everybody's got their hand out. Everybody wants their COVID nineteen bailout. Why don't you man up? You know, give it to those small businesses and those in those people who are hurting. I mean, man up, you big company. You know, you know, it, 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 you know some of these you know, these administrators at these big universities are making millions of bucks a year for a freaking college job? Are you serious? And then you're having your hand out? Shame on you. And what we should do is we should do a post-COVID-19 accounting here and to show all the graft and all the, all the losers who have been taking money. And I must say, the one thing the press has been doing, Harriet, that I like is calling these people out. And we should call these people out because they are the lowest form of scum, you know, this should go to poor people who lost their jobs. This should go to people who don't have enough to eat, who can't even afford a mask or, or the like, who can't afford shelter. That's who this should go to and not the bums who have their hands out in corporate America. That was Randy Berholtz. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, go ahead.
0: Well, I mean, and I think, too, if we, if we also address, I like to address, obviously, what I think the other side is going to say, the people that are protesting, um to reopen things and have the right to to work or go to the beach or whatever, you know, it is that they're wanting. Um, I, I saw this article, um, it was a quote from a man in a really poor area of it was either Nigeria or Kenya. And he said that he would rather, you know, die uh from from coronavirus than die from starvation because not being able to work hasn't allowed him to buy food for his family. And so that, that's the case where it's like the government needs and to That's start. why
1: the government in Nigeria and the rich business people and the oil people in Nigeria need to give those people some money and help out your fellow man.
0: No, you no, know, no. That's no,
1: what, no. That's what government's world. about.
0: You know what I mean? But that was, that was the headline. I'm pretty sure it was in the
1: headline. <clears throat> Let's report. talk about that issue, though, How to, a little bit more about rights. You know, and so, so people are saying, I'd ra- I want the right to go back to work. And I'll take the risk. Of getting sick. But the problem is this is not about them. It's this not just is about them. Yeah, this is about us. And the virus can transmits from human to human. So, you know, so this whole case about individual rights, I don't buy it. Because when there is human to human, what you do affects your neighbor, and it can even affect them even more. You know what I mean? So what do you think about that, Area?
0: No, I think it's this, like we talked about, you know, this rugged individualism and it's not about you. And I saw the best quote in response to talking about why somebody was like, you know, the the minute I'm told I can travel or the minute I can buy a plane ticket, regardless of whether or not it's safe, I'm getting on a flight and I'm going to go see the world. And they just said, I don't know how to tell you that you should care about other people. I can't teach you that. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. We you know, it's wearing of masks. For example, it's like I wear my mask to protect you. You wear your mask to protect me. And it's it doesn't work unless we all do it. And Maybe we should
1: have Harriet. You see, what you do, you know, as in a law school, I had to take a class. Um, you know, on what was it what was it called? It was called uh, torts. And to, a tort is when you do something when you when you harm somebody. That's a tort. And. One of the issues about tort law is that you you have liability for the stupid actions you do when you hurt somebody, and some things are strict liability. Like for example, you're drunk, you're in a car, and you hurt somebody in the car. You can't, you know, you probably can't plead mansell out of there because you know, you know, you're intoxicated. The act of the act of putting the liquor or the the drugs into your system that's something you can control. But maybe what we do, Harriet, is the courts come out with a president or, 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 you know, uh, Congress comes out with a law that says we're going to have the law on COVID-19. Sure, you want to go back to work. But if you infect somebody and if we can trace that you were the cause of an infection to somebody else, you can be held strictly liable for everything that happens to that other person and to that whole chain of people. It's almost like, you know, you know. I grew up in, in, you know, in the 80s when AIDS was big. And so you'd get, a, you know, you'd get some people who knew they had AIDS you know, and, and who went and didn't tell their sexual partner that they had them. They infected the partners. And so the partners could sue them in court for damages. Maybe that's what we do right now, Harriet, is that we come out, and maybe you can tell your Democratic friends on this one. Maybe you call some of these guys and you just say, hey, look, why don't you do this? Let's have strict liability. You want to go back to work? You don't want to wear your damn mask? You want to touch people? Anybody you infect, you can go and you can get a life sentence or or maybe the death penalty if you want to be that stupid.
0: Oh, no, 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 Dad. In Italy right now, it's it's manslaughter. If you yeah. it's like manslaughter or murder, you can absolutely go to jail for that.
1: It's like those idiots you, you just read about every spitting on cops or or licking the fruit and everything else, or just like those those NBA players that you know licking this and licking that and, 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 you know, passing it on have strict liability. To me, we should have COVID-19 courts where, you know, if you have done something stupid or, or infected, you know, somebody in a hospital, you know, then you should be charged with that crime because the truth is our bodies are conduits right now. And, you know, if you're, and I'm sorry, I'm going to cause, cause you are stupid. Anybody who does this is nuts. You want to argue with us? Get on a damn show. I'll argue with you all freaking day. Tear you apart. But you're dumb.
0: I respect the fact that you're willing to be open and, and talk about, obviously, you know, what a lot of your Republican counterparts. I don't
1: like. think it's just Republicans. You know, look, a lot of it is Republicans. Some are independents. Some are even the Bernie, the Bernie left, you know, so I, I, know. Okay. I I'd probably say it's 70% Republican probably here, you know. I mean, it's probably oh, yeah. like seventy percent Republican or something.
0: Trump twenty twenty flags that are flying at these. Yeah, uh, but you know,
1: look, this Republican's not saying it. And oh no, what
0: I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they are yeah. willing to yeah. sign. And, and some
1: people are jumping on the boat, but you know, and, you know, and maybe we talk a little bit about some of this, you know, and well, you and I aren't scientists, Harriet, but you know, maybe some of the, you know, I find that if you don't talk about assumptions that people are making that some people make bad decisions based on bad, bad assumptions. And I think some people are assuming that COVID-19 by having it once you'll get immunity and that you can't get it again. And that by have you know, I've even heard some stupid people saying, I'm going to go get it. So yeah. that, you know, so that I can build up the antibodies and it'll be okay. Yep. No, Seriously, not- man? Are you freaking kidding me? You know, the truth is, we don't know. And I'm in the life sciences. We don't know whether you do that or what. What we do know, you know, there, there was a study out of, I was it, Harriet? Was there was a study? Within, was, I don't know if it was, it was a study in, in either L.A. or a study in, in New York City, where they just found that, no, I, Massachusetts, where they just found out, they, they sampled maybe about a thousand people, and, they, and just, you know, people who didn't have any signs of it. And they found that 20% of those people had the uh, COVID-19 antibodies. Yeah. It means that more of us are infected. The truth is we just don't know. These days, it's anything but business as usual.
0: That- oh, yeah. Article was planned.
1: Yeah. We just don't know how people are going to react. We don't know the genetic makeup of, of you know, who's going to, you know, we, we, we sort of know sometimes like older people, it affects people, or people who have lung issues.
0: Yeah, but pure. now that people who get this in their 30s and 40s
1: are dying of strokes. I mean, there were some people, yeah. And wasn't there the article, Aaron? I think you were saying about people under 50, it's creating, it's getting, you know, it's creating strokes in people at some point. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, guys, too. You know, I was watching Vice, and, you know, Vice tends to be a bit liberal. Uh, the show Vice, I think Bill Bill Maher is one of the producers of Vice, but, but Vice is just a cool show, and that they, they go back into. You know, crappy places in the world, and they find people doing crappy things. But this, these very brave reporters, you know, c- citizen reporters in China, who were essentially given the Chinese Communist Party the finger, were going in and 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 reporting from Wuhan.
0: Yeah, and, I saw that. Reporting
1: from Wuhan, and then all of a sudden, there was this one guy. I I think you know, he he was reporting the Chinese. Communist Party was trying to catch him, and then they eventually caught him, and and they haven't heard from him since February. But you know, but just the the scenes of just people, you know, and just you could see who was going to get it, and just in you know, a you know Wuhan's got what fifteen million people, seventeen million people, or something like
0: that. Um, it's a lot.
1: But just the people, just the, the the death. It's like you were going into a place, and and they were putting sick people in with people who weren't sick, so that they were going to get sick too. And it, it's just it, it's horrific. It's just horrific. So, I mean, I mean, guys, look. Yes, we have rights, and if it's if the choice is between dying of hunger or dying of this, you know, you, well, sorry, or feeding your family or dying of this, maybe for some people, the feeding of the family, you know, is more important. But you
0: shouldn't have to make that choice, though. You know.
1: Yeah, and you know, and and the legislature, you, you need to make sure that this money goes into the hands of the people who need it. And, you know, as far as enforcement goes, you know, some of the enforcement may be a bit silly, but guys, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel going, I, I, I you know, I don't go into grocery stores. My wife goes in right now and I feel so bad about that. And I'm going to owe her for the rest of my life about it. You know, but I, I just, you know, I wear a mask, you know, you know, Harriet and I are probably this kind of the same cloth. We're wearing masks and, you know, you know, doing everything we have to, you, you know, wearing the gloves and everything, but. Oh, I shower every time I come home. Yeah, I mean I mean it's like it's like I don't feel comfortable, you know, going on a beach. I don't feel comfortable not wearing a mask. You know, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. And if you wanna go and do it, we should hold you we should hold you strictly liable. The police should take your names and you know
0: Oh, a bunch of people this morning in Encinitas were arrested, I think. To be fair, I do think that the way that San Diego announced the reopening of certain beaches and parks was extremely confusing. Um, they changed their wording two or three times, and it's still unclear. It, it, it now looks like the beach, it said initially the beach would be open, again, for running, walking, jogging, but no you know, congregating or just hanging out. Now they're saying the beach is only available for walking. If you're walking from your car on the beach and then into the water
1: and the ocean will be. And government leaders pull the dam, you know, pull your finger out of your butt right now. And, you know, most of you should have taken an English writing course when you were in college, you know, maybe taking something educated instead of basket weaving, learn how to draft.
0: You always go back to basket weaving.
1: (laughs) Everything stems from basket weaving. But come on, man. Learn how to write. And, and you know, you've got the local or city ordinances. You've got the county ordinances. You've got the state ordinances. You've got the federal ordinances. Jesus Christ. Call the, call each other on the phone. Combine and have one rapid response team. Give us one frickin' message so that we have c- clarity the problem is you got so many people here working on this damn issue that, you know, who do you believe? Fauci says one thing. Trump says another. Gavin Newsom says something else. The mayor of Encinitas says one damn thing. I'm going
0: to believe Fauci. I'm just, if, if I had to choose, I'm going to
1: go with Fauci. Yeah, I agree with you there. Give me somebody who has a PhD or an MD by their name I'm, I'm any day, you know? So, but anyway, so Harriet, COVID-19, mental health issues, you know, you're getting out a little bit more, you know, I still can't hug you or bring you over to the place yet. You know, we won't through, but you know, you know, how are you coping and how are people coping in general across the world? Do you think?
0: Oh, I mean, one thing I have to say is, well, one, I think it's it's funny. I guess Italy, um, one of their laws, same with Spain, is that you can only leave your house. I mean, it's very sad. You literally can't even leave your house to go for a walk around the block. So I feel very lucky we're still, still able to do that here. But what they're saying is that there's an exception if you need to take your dog out. So what people have been doing- I'm was, in, Toby. I know. But people in Italy and Spain have been making like little toy dogs on strings and just- dragging them around the block with them and they're basically trying to see it as like a loophole and it's been working apparently thus far, which I just think is you That's know, like the
1: guys cool. who go into the carpool lane with the blow up dummy. You know, oh, and you're like, and you're you like know. dude, are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's interesting. And I, the thing is, I, that breaks my heart because I, obviously some people are blessed and they have big backyards, they have balconies. Um, I saw this one meme when they were showing all those people in Italy singing on their balconies. They're like, God, Italy, we get it. You guys have a lot of balconies. (laughs) Like, Stop bragging. But, uh, Yeah, I think people need sunshine. I think people need vitamin D. Obviously, uh, you know, in a lot of parts of the country and and the world, it's not either summer there or the weather's crappy. We're so lucky in California, but I know.
1: So Harriet, the best of people. So let's maybe have a little bit of a segment here. The best of people. So what has been the best, some of the best things you've seen right now during the crisis?
0: Oh, I mean, communities coming together. We we had uh, an awesome friend of mine, Prescott L uh, on the podcast, and she has organized that amazing, I think it was stay, it was like stayhomesd.com. I'll link it again down here. But the minute this all happened, her and a bunch of her volleyball friends got together and decided they were going to get groceries and do a free delivery service for at-risk seniors. Um, that we afraid to go to the grocery store or were too sick. And so that obviously is amazing to me. I think, you know, uh, hats off to politicians that I've seen pivot their campaign, like June Cutter and uh, Joe Leventhal. Um, I think what they've been doing with their their online Facebook lives, they've been getting together and hosting um, online like meetups, so to speak, because they can't do it in person. I think that's awesome. Uh, Joe, I know, started a, a website, um, all about kind of like coping with being quarantined and all this kind of stuff that was super, super cool and uh, to keep people positive and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, those are some of the best things that I've seen in terms of people. I, I love that app next door uh, that shows you how to connect with people from around your neighborhood or around your block. I've seen so many people reaching out saying, you know, if anybody needs anything, if anybody needs me to go to the store for them, like, please let me know. Um, it, it's nice to see people coming together in that respect. Um, you also obviously see some of the worst of people, but that's to be expected. Well, but talk
1: about the, the best of people right now, too. Okay, so best of people, those people who put on, you know, most of the people in the, in, in the medical industry who are going to work, we're putting on, who are, Underpaid, who who are are getting it done, the people in our supply chains, and granted, it's the people in supply chains are fighting back and they're demanding sort of more protections, which they damn well should be, you know. Be, you know, and truthfully, labor unions, you know, you need to protect your people. So you know, instead of just calling a strike, I mean. You know, use some of that labor union pension money and go and protect them. You know what I mean? I mean that's what it's all about. It's not about you're frigging sitting like those like those guys in the Sopranos in your in your plastic chairs in the front of the construction site and not working. What you really need to be doing is protecting your people. And anybody who's a scumbag employer out there, you, you know, you know, you just need to be protecting your people. Now's the time to come together. But but you know, so supply chain. You know, police, medical, and I must say our government leaders are getting up and actually going to work and doing their jobs. I think a lot of them just, you know, coordinate a little bit better, you, you, you know, try not to blame, you know, we need to get stuff done. And Harry and I are all about bipartisan stuff and getting stuff done. And look, and some stuff, Gavin Newsom, okay, you're coming through I, some I, stuff. I, you know, I know, yeah, I
0: know we rag on Gavin Newsom a lot. Yeah,
1: but, but you know, I'm Gavin, gonna... you're a governor, so we don't have a choice. <laughs> you know, We're depending on you, dude
0: you know, and and people might disagree with the way in which he's doing things. I have a good friend who I love, but she basically thinks that Gavin Newsom, if it was up to him, we'd be all shut down forever. And that doesn't benefit anybody. And people thinking that the government has ulterior motives. And dad, I'll share with you uh, a video of some of these people doing the protests in New York. And what I think is the most, we want to talk about amazing people. There are healthcare workers going and standing up to these people at these protests in their full scrubs and masks and just standing there looking at them being like literally you're protesting about this dumb bullshit and I'm going in there and risking my life these people that are in the healthcare field that are not able to even go home to their own home if they have kids that are staying away from their family right now well they're working on the front lines to take care of people that are sick the people that are you know unable to even hug their children or haven't seen them in six, seven, eight weeks, you know, because they're they're healthcare workers. Those are the heroes. Right. You think you're some sort of freedom vigilante fighting for your, your constitutional oh, wait, right. Wait
1: wait, 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 so so let's talk about bad now. Okay. So so let's put that in a yeah. bad segment. So why don't you go Good. ahead? So what's the work that people we're seeing right now?
0: Oh, the protesters. I mean the people that are defying these orders thinking that they have the right to go do whatever the hell they want and risk the lives of other people. It's not about you. All these protesters with these signs saying, stop keeping people at home who are healthy. The the amount of people that are asymptomatic carriers, those are the people that are going to be the most dangerous, that are transmitting this virus, not knowing they have it because they don't have any symptoms, and then sharing it to people in the grocery store, people wherever they go, their elderly grandparents, and then just, you know, their kids. Uh, There's a firefighter whose five month old daughter in New York City died from coronavirus. And initially, I know they said that, oh, kids don't have to worry about this because kids can't get it. And it's just not true. And for those people protesting for the right to go get a freaking haircut, you suck. That's okay. hair. let me my take t- it
1: away here, too. China, Communist Party, guys, you suck. You really, you really, you really suck. I mean, I'm sorry. The truth is, it's looking more and more like you lied to us about the origin. You lied to us, as to whether this was human to human. You used your pressure on the WHO to lie to the world here. Your own people are fighting back. And it's time that the American government and the American people realize the valiant efforts that the Chinese people are going through. This, this idiot, Chairman Xi, came in. And he came in and he took power away from a lot of people. There were people in the Communist Chinese, Chinese Party who wanted to have more democracy in their country. And this guy is no better than Stalin or Mao. And, and I'm just telling you, there are brave people here. And this is what the Chinese Communist Party gave the world right now. And, you know, you know secondly, all those people who left China to come to the U.S. and come to Europe when, the, when you had the friggin' virus in Wuhan, shame on you. You gave the virus to Italy. You gave the virus to Europe. You gave the virus to the U.S. And you know, you know, we sue people in this country, and you know, we may be slow at the how at the how we respond, but we're going to respond. And the people who are who you know who have done this, they are going to pay for this. And you know, if I was China, I would just sit, come clean right now. I would just say, guys, we're going to come clean. We were worried and everything else because you know what. The West forgives. We're forgiving people. Just come clean, so that we know how to take care of this. But if you persist on this nonsensical PR campaign against the U.S. and the West, you are going to lose. I just read today in in, in Sweden that Sweden's so mad at China that they just said that the last of the what do you call that uh, that uh, special institute they do. Uh, there, there's a special Chinese institute where uh, that China brings to various states and, and countries in that, and that, and it promotes the Chinese language. They're kicking them out, and you know, and that's what the, the backlash against the communist Chinese is going to be huge. And you know, don't go blaming America. all American military units brought it over. Yeah, right. As if we wanted to bring the virus to China. Sorry, you eat dog, and you eat bat, and you eat other crap. You, you know, and your scientists still aren't that good, you know, so don't go blaming us. So
0: oh, no, I just uh, I, I think, too, Dad, that expecting I mean, I think what was it? China said that they accidentally misreported. Uh, what was it? Fifty percent of their, their deaths. They said there was double the amount of death that they uh, initially had said um, I mean there was a misreporting I know of the amount of urns and coffins that were were being ordered to, to be made and stuff um, were vastly different than what China was claiming was the body count um, but at the same time I know Donald Trump and a lot of people I understand the need to want to quote you know punish somebody for this or get to the bottom of it. But I feel like it's a waste of time and money. And like you and I talked about before, why, you know, what good does placing the blame do with this? We need to work swiftly to just stop it. And we can't expect a communist country to play fair. You know what I mean? They're not going to change. You and I have been to China, we have seen the newspaper reports. It's literally like you might as well call it everything sunny mm-hmm. all the time in China. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Everything sunny in Wuhan.
0: Oh, exactly. And I mean, the newspapers that we would get delivered to our, our hotel room, you know, and stuff would say things like, you know, puppies born today in China. It's like, you know, they, they joke about it in 30 Rock, but uh, there's a, an episode or a, a series of episodes where Avery Jessup gets, um, this prominent American news reporter gets uh, kidnapped and taken to North Korea. And they basically are like, in other news, you've had enough food today, is like some of their news reports. Like, you're full. I mean, we, we can't expect these, you know, corrupt countries to, to comply with us and to give us honest and truthful answers. Well, one so of I, the think-
1: things, I hear you, Harry, and I agree. And, you know, one of the things, guys, you know, I've been in contact with Senator Tom Cotton's office. Uh, Tom uh, Tom was a fellow Judge Jerry E. smith clerk on the U.S. Uh, First Circuit Court of Appeals uh, after me. And, and Tom has come out with a bill um, in both the Senate and the House that would bring part of this, uh, you know, bring the supply chain, the manufacturing capability for drugs and medical devices and biologics and uh, diagnostics back to the U.S. And, and I was giving him a couple of comments as to how I think that, you know, how I think they, how they need to progress on this one. And, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, but, but the thing is, what the hell were we thinking before? You know, we're going to we're going to take everything to China and give them everything we have to manufacture, manufacture nothing in this country. Where that where was the long range thinking? Sometimes in the U.S. we're so short range thinking for the dollar, the profit in this quarter, the profit for this year. The, The one thing the Chinese have over on us is their long range planners. And, and Vladimir Putin is a long-range planner. The, the people in the Middle East are long-range planners. They're playing the long game. We in the U.S. always play the short game, and we're always caught with our pants down. I mean, literally.
0: No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not
1: sure we're going to use that, but, you know, that's no, – but, but seriously, guys, you know – you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania where, where the deindustrialization, you know, coal went. You know, they, they brought over imported oil. Well, that's the next best thing. So all the coal mines shut down. And then what they did was they, they took our steel mills and put our steel mills down south, and then they put them overseas. They took our dress factories. They put them down south and then overseas. You know, they kept telling the American worker that we're not good enough. And the, and, and the thing is, the unions... But, yeah, the union.
0: it, was, it was about money. It's, it's what it's yeah. always... Money. But the union, sorry, the let me.
1: we so oh, sorry. Go ahead, Harry. Go
0: No, no. So I, I'm in e-commerce. Obviously, I do marketing and all. You know, I, I've have a lot of experience working and hiring virtual assistants and working with other entrepreneurs that, that hire people to help them out within their business. And there's obviously, there's been a growing trend that you hire people for cheaper. And I know dad personally, you, you know, we, we all, I feel like have been guilty of this at one point or another, hiring people that we know will take less money because we know that they need it and that their cost of living in whatever country which they're in, uh, is less. And, you know, we have to pay a certain amount and I know, you know, sorry to quote 30 rock again, but there's a, 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 sh- there's a
1: lot of 30 rock quoting going on here. We know, need to get but, uh, your name on the show. What's your name?
0: No, 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 I know Alec Baldwin, but,
1: um, no, 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 not Alec Baldwin, the other one, okay.
0: but either way, um, what they family, say- if
1: you're listening, come on the show.
0: <laughs> yes, please. Anyway, what, what, uh, Alec Baldwin, AKA Jack Donaghy says is it's not okay. You know, you're running for office. You can't have a legal immigrant staff, that you have on your payroll. And he goes, "Oh my gosh, you want me to fire Manuelo? I love Manuelo. I can't fire him. I could never pay an American as little as I pay him. They'd starve." <laughs> you know Like that's that's kind right, of right.
1: I agree. Yeah. And that's why though, there needs to be a, a new alliance between business and labor. There needs to be a new alliance which is practical, which is pro-American and which realizes that we de- we are dependent on each other. And this stuff with bringing in, and look, I'm going to be, with bringing in foreigners who work for cheaper, I'm sorry. And if outsourcing, it's not going to work. We can use, there are ways to make processes cheaper, like our farms, for example. And I'm going to get hell for this, but you know, the farmers, you're one of the biggest problems in this country, you, you know, you know relying, on, relying on illegal labor or low cost labor. Go out and get a friggin', you know, you know, buy a machine, get it done. It's like what the Japanese have done. Go buy machines and get it done quicker. I
0: know nothing about farming, so please take this with a grain of salt. No, no, I know about
1: farming. I don't think <laughs> I can't milk a cow, but I know about farming. I lived around farm. I lived around farms in Pennsylvania. I don't. I my, my relatives were farmers. I was not a farmer, but I, I must be clear on that. I have never milked a cow because I find it. I would go crazy. I couldn't do it. But anyway,
0: scared of cows. Let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> I am I am afraid of cows. Cows are yeah. really big, and they and they go moo, and they scare the crap out of me. So, going
0: through this field to get to class when you were studying at Oxford because you were afraid of the cows.
1: Cows are very spooky, especially especially at in, in, in sunset.
0: Yeah, he's in not, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, but no, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I know obviously it's a touchy subject, but I feel like this is important to discuss, and I've been discussing it with my mother-in-law. But let's talk about Fox News versus CNN in terms of their coverage of. Uh, basically, people who have accused politicians of of sexual assault or s- sexual misconduct, in the sense, I know Fox News, it's been splashed all over Fox News about CNN, you know, the Democratic outlet finally taking it seriously about the woman who accused uh, Joe Biden of sexual misconduct and and assault, and so. What I failed to see is that or what really grinds my gears is that when it was about Donald Trump and what he was accused of, there was zero coverage of that. It was all just spewing stuff about why it wasn't true. And I want to be fully transparent here. And I have to say I was a little upset talking to my mother-in-law last night about the woman who was accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. It was very much brushed off. It was very much said this isn't to be believed. We know Joe Biden's a good man. We know all of this. And yeah, I would like to believe that. I would like to believe that my Democratic presidential candidate would not ever stoop to that level and, and, and take part in that type of just disgusting behavior in a sense. But if we are going to, to shout from the rooftops, believe women and give women a chance. And if I, you know, stand up and I say, I believe Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, uh, when she spoke out against Brett Kavanaugh and all of that, I have to give equal weight to somebody speaking out against a Democratic nominee. And so I think if we're going to say, you know, we believe survivors of those who, you know, who say that they have experienced sexual assault. I think we need to listen to all women across the board, regardless of what candidate it it affects. But I didn't, I don't feel like Republicans gave Donald Trump that same level of scrutiny to which they're currently giving Joe Biden. And I also feel like CNN is not giving Joe Biden that same level of scrutiny that they gave Donald Trump when those accusations came out about him. Well,
1: Harry, the- Harry, you know, point taken and, and, you know, Let's talk about legislation that's needed here. Legislation that's needed is shut the hell up legislation and, and you know, stop what writing on every single person we have. Because, you know, who is going to run for office one day? A bunch of monks? Yeah, I mean, somebody
0: who has accused
1: No, no I'm serious, Harriet. serious, though. Look at all the stuff that came – you know, all the stuff that people were trying to say about Donald Trump. I'm sorry. His Russian – PP thing. I mean, what the hell was that? I mean, what was that? I mean, come on. There has been. I I, I sat on a plane with an educated, Ivy League educated woman, CPA, business owner, for about two hours, three hours, coming back from New York, and I told her I was Republican. Oh my God, she gave me an earful of all phony stories. It was like, give me a freaking break, lady. Let me let me
0: talk for a second, okay, please. We have on tape what Donald Trump said about grabbing women by the pussy. If you're rich, if you're hey, famous- Harry, that-
1: first of all, don't don't use that word. This is a bad word. Second of all, though, Harry, me, the Russian stuff wasn't ever proved. And, and okay. people just went on and they gave stories.
0: Yeah. We're talking about what's been proven, what's on tape that he has said. And this is not a direct attack on anyone in particular. I am saying hold Biden to the same scrutiny as oh, Trump. I agree with
1: you. I, I agree totally. Fox.
0: Fox News should have held Donald Trump to the same- Standard and under the same microscope of which they are currently but holding. Those Joe Biden.
1: parties are guilty of it. And look, Donald Does Trump no- has okay. one. Donald Trump has one freaking source of TV that is, supports him, and the rest are supporting the Democrats. And it's proven. I mean, so <laughs> I, Harry, I agree with you, and I think you're brave to say that, and I, I agree. But I, Don- I, I guess my point, Harry, is
0: Donald Trump's behavior with what he I, said. You know, look, the- I'm
1: not, I, I'm not, I'm not defending anything. I guess my point is, is at some point, why does every election come down to mudslinging? Every election, I'm getting burned out with the crowd.
0: Oh, but um, Dad, there's a difference. And like, honestly, you know, it doesn't. You, Harriet,
1: Brett, when I you... know Brett Kavanaugh, I knew Brett Kavanaugh.
0: Doesn't freaking Boy yes.
1: Scout, oh, Brett Dad, Kavanaugh.
0: you're please, you're not. You can't say like you can say that. From I your know question. Brett Kavanaugh. I know him. And I I'm know. sorry. It, but it doesn't mean that he is not capable of doing something that was not okay. The amount of people coming I, I out- thought like, proven, I thought
1: and I thought you're innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent, Harriet. Isn't that the point, though?
0: should have listened to her without saying, we, we didn't have to drag this woman's name through the mud talking about all the reasons. I, I don't know. This is, this is the thing. When do we believe women? When do we listen to women? What qualifies- I mean- that's the thing. And I know we disagree on this, but I don't feel like any woman has anything to gain by putting themselves out there and saying, I will so- disagree
1: with you on that. I, 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 Harriet, look, you and I, you know me. And if somebody ever hurts you or hurts your sister or your or mother, I am right there and I'll, I'll kill the SOB. And I will, I will physically I kill them. What, you I can know, have that in writing. About. You SOBs out there, you know, you try anything against my family, I, I will kill you. And it could I know. be, it could be, yeah. No, but hear me. It could be a bunch ways. But I'm just telling you guys, you know, Harriet, I want to believe people who come forward. But I think that the Supreme Court, for, for Brett Kavanaugh, for example, the Supreme, there are people in this country, political people, who believe that you smear and you smear and you smear
0: and obviously, that's not okay in any capacity. I mean, that—that's, for example, why I'm so adamant about the whole, you know, what Donald Trump said, the grabber by the, you know, what, and because it, it was recorded, we literally could hear well, him. First say of all,
1: it. why would he be so stupid to, if he thinks it? Why would he be so stupid to say it?
0: I know. Um, I mean, I, I agree know. with
1: you. I you know. look. do Poor I go Bill. around? Do I go around saying that, I mean, especially on tape? Do I go around talking to people about? I don't.
0: No, but Dad, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying this for you It's a as a positive thing about you. Oh, when you talk good. about who would run for, you know, for political office, oh, ideally someone that has never had any allegations against them. I think what we need in this country is a better way to vet what is a legitimate allegation and what's not. Because obviously, like look at Harvey Weinstein, for example. That was systematic and that lasted for years and years and years. How, how do we go about discerning what is a real claim and what's not i agree Harrod. i
1: i agree a thousand percent here you know and and but i was going to take it even further here and and again we're talking about bipartisan stuff to make the system better because this is not working this is i am so sick to death poor joe biden and, and i don't say poor donald trump but you know i mean donald trump's been going through a crap load, and his family takes a crap load but you know it's like Can't we? You know, you know there are courts for all this stuff, but is democracy going to? Does democracy always break down like this? You know, in the in the pre in in maybe pre nineteen seventy. I mean, look, JFK.
0: Twenty four. Cycle.
1: Well, I I mean, JFK was guilty of womanizing out the Wazoo. Lyndon Johnson you know, had, had you, know, in, in, you, know, you know, you know, had a woman on the side, at least one who he was very serious with. You know, I'm, I'm, you know I, I bet a bunch of, you know, people have had people, you know, but, uh, you know, in the old days, it was like it was hush-tush because it was like a boys club and that. And, you know, ma- maybe I grew up in a time when I was just a little kid and I thought the world was wonderful and I believed everything that came out of TV. And and then all of a sudden when color TV came in, we, we realized we're all flawed people. But, you know, I guess my point on this one is that, is there any legislation we can have, bipartisan legislation that says, here's how we judge our candidates? And, and I agree, Harry. Maybe it's a vetting process. Maybe there's something we can do on the vetting side that says, here's what you got to do. You know, maybe there's a candidate school. But, but, but the whole thing is that who judges? You know what I mean? It's almost like we throw candidates out there to the wolves. And...
0: i mean like no but let's let's think about it i think that would be an interesting whole other episode to have but like what would we do and i i know these are not considered i know you can beat a polygraph i know that there's all that stuff and i know that that doesn't hold up in a court of law but if there was some way to determine you know who's a decent candidate if we had people who were character witnesses people who testified to the type of person they were people you know and then we you know it's like when people get married and they say if anybody Objects to this union, please stand up, and we give people a chance to do that before we actually make people.
1: But it's the same thing as a, you know, you know. But that's a great analogy. Whoever stands up, yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, whoever who's going to stand up? And go, I slept with your husband. You know, I know. I mean, your
0: husband's a dick. No, I know.
1: <laughs> I mean, who does that? You know, but no, but I agree. But there is something on the Democratic side. You know, I, I agree on the Republican side with the Constitution, how it has to be the rock because it's the basis of what our rights are on. And I agree. But I, I also do agree a bit on the democratic side in that we have to make democracy better. And in order to make democracy better, we have to look at how we can, you know, we can look at the ideals here that aren't going to change, but then there are st- structural things we can do through 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 legislation and maybe just ways that that, you know, laws that can alter behavior to make things better. You yeah. look, I mean, look, in my, in my lifetime, I've saw, I saw the end of smoking, you know, almost the end of smoking.
0: Well, I mean, kind of.
1: <laughs> I saw a woman's place in the work world, and I know it's hard for a lot of people to believe, but become a lot better, and you know, a lot more anti-sexist. And believe me, I can remember when my mother was in the workplace, you know, and, you know she was just working in a dress factory where, you know, her dress factory had maybe 10 men and 100 women. And, you know you know it was the sexual harassment was just ridiculous just just the blatant we're all stuff accepted,
0: which yeah,
1: is no. so well but not I mean people guys coming up and pinching your butt or 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 touching the anono zones you, you you know what I mean I mean but seriously <laughs> I mean I, I mean people not moving forward because they were women people making less because they were women or I mean,
0: it still happens women still make what was it 77 cents on the dollar to what men make now but, but I mean it was back then. Sadly, that's an improvement. It's not yeah, and, enough.
1: Yeah, and and I guess my point is though, we don't do enough long range planning, and I almost think that one of the things that Congress should do, or the American people should do, is that every four years or every two years, we we have a combined, you know, it's just a combined think tank session that's that's bipartisan, includes independents, you know, people from small parties. And we talk about democracy, and we talk about how do we make it better. It's almost like you know, like I'm, you know, you know, we're you know we're Christians, you know, we're, you know. But I've heard you know that that one of the things that they do in certain aspects of the Jewish faith, the faith, is to is to come and debate sections of of the Bible. I love that. You know, you know, to debate it and to to. Debate whether it's true or not, or whether we should, you know, you know, you uh, know, actually move move forward with it. And to me, that's what's missing in America.
0: I think that we need to. And I know you're probably going to obviously disagree as a conservative, but I firmly believe there are parts of the Constitution that we need to to bring back to the table and debate again, because the fact that people think it's, the, and I, I get it, is their constitutional right to stand outside City Hall downtown with guns and protests saying they want the right to work and all this kind of stuff. I don't feel like it should be personally. I don't feel like it should be your right to stockpile assault rifles. And I would gladly debate anybody as yeah, long as they did. That's
1: didn't what's their- so great about America though. And I must say out of this chaos we get freedom, we get liberty. We we, we you know, maybe it's our geography or our history, you know, but we've gotten material success. We've gotten world leadership. Have we made a lot of mistakes? Oh yeah, we've made some doozies, you know. But you know, maybe, maybe as you know, President Reagan said, you know, this, you know, we're still what? What he said, we're we're still the what? The, the, the shining, what, the shining lamp on the hill or something. But you know, I forget what he said. Was that
0: was. A lighthouse?
1: No, 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 no. But 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 you know, he says we are still the beacon that that people all over the world will look to.
0: A city set on a hill—that's yeah. what he talked yeah.
1: about. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and maybe you know, maybe we just need to, as a nation, we need to keep coming together. And you know, what COVID nineteen has done to us, it has strained us. It has made us better in some ways. It gives us an immunity from some things. And I'm not saying that's the virus, but immunity from bad will. But in some ways, it is. And it is, you know, we have it shed light on some of our faults and our frailties, and, and some of our vain our vanity. And you know and you know we as a nation just can't move on we as a nation have to be able to 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 look at what's happened to really analyze it and to and to think you know we know this is going to come again you know one of the things about this country is every generation thinks that their theirs are so unique and it's never going to happen again but the truth is it's happened in nineteen eighteen and and you know they're probably it's an You know the people who are alive today, you know, probably were were like one or two years old if had that during that time period. But we have records of that now. We know that this. We know that the plagues have come throughout Europe and throughout the world. So you know, but we need to learn from this and stop the day-to-day politics for once, or for a short period, and just come together as a people. And 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 you know maybe this is
0: shortly after september 11th i did i do i I feel like we we
1: did didn't you i felt that we came together as a
0: Bush and like i i i think bush is a good guy i think he made some terrible decisions in his i don't think he's the brightest you know person in the world but i think he had a really good heart and he wanted the best for the country and i mean there's a reason why him and clinton and obama they were very civil with each other, and they got on, and there was this mutual respect that I just feel like doesn't exist anymore in politics. It's got to the point where it's just disgusting. The that's
1: rhetoric, why the Joe Evanshaws, the Gil Cabreras, the the bipartisan, uh, you know, the problem solvers. That's why we need to come together. And guys, that's what we're going to bring you on this show. If you're coming on just to let just to listen to us rag about each other, sure, Harrington and Harrigan. We're gonna do some of that. that? <laughs> we're gonna give you that entertainment, the the, the the edutainment. But at the same time, we're not doing this to just talk. We're doing it for action. And anybody who enters into politics, if you just do it for vanity, go do something else. Go be a model. Go 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 I don't know, do something else, you know. But if you really want to make a difference, let's start using our brains for once and come together and to think this damn thing through. Because the older generation is going to retire. They're going to grow old and they're going to die. And it's up to all you guys. And part of my job that I've realized when I was in my 40s, you know, and, and why do I spend time with my 27-year-old daughter here? Because one, I love her. But two, she, there are some lessons that she needs that I can pass down to her and some lessons she can teach me. You know, but, but no matter what right now, you know, we need each other and we need to talk. And we need to talk in a bipartisan manner. We need to we need to cut through the crap, cut through the name calling, cut. You and know, and, 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 and President Trump has said fake news. Okay, fake news or or, or real news or, or you know propaganda is. As you tell me, Harry, we need to cut through it and to work towards bettering the we, you know, because you know the rest of the world thinks that we have it better. And if you think it's messed up here, go to Pakistan, <laughs> go to go to Nigeria go to go to Venezuela go to Cuba go to go to, go to Wuhan you know
0: we're supposed to be better in terms of how we treat our citizens and how, how we do things you know what i mean there's a reason why we live in america and we say we're the land of the you know land of the free and the home of the brave like there's a reason you know we're supposed to be better than that with how we we do things with especially with politics you know yeah. but no so, i I, agree with you. I think we need to come together i know we're you know running out of time here but i i agree with everything i think we covered a, a great range of topics here yeah. today we kind of touched on everything
1: and i'll tell you what so so guys mark Moisier, uh who, who ran for the california secretary of state's position uh the last cycle is going to be on our show mark is mark is actually a lawyer working for you know working for representing one of these oh, groups yeah who's protesting right now and i
0: actually shared it i didn't know it was him who was uh representing this girl who, uh, basically was trying to tell people that, you know, Oh, you don't need to stay at home. It's against our right. She was planning to sue the city for not letting her, uh, protest. And so he's representing her. And although I might.
1: Mark's representing her. Mark is, you know, Mark is representing, uh, you know, a a group, you know, you know, a firm suing uh, Governor Newsom about providing 125 million dollars of, uh, of of COVID-19 assistance to people who are in the country, illegally and you know we're here guys you know we we, we, we want this we we want this to be the forum for you and, and we really do mean it if you're from Shemokin or you're from San Diego or in all points in between in all points around the world give us a call this is for you we are hopefully we'll be bipartisan we'll be respectful we may raise our voices every now and then Harry gets crazy just remember that uh, but but you know at, at, at the same time though, you know hopefully you you know you may not hear this in other places because you know look I'm not you know I'm not you know wearing a five hundred dollars suit right now and sitting in front of you and trying to improve. I think that's what
0: you think an expensive suit is, by the way. <laughs> I know.
1: In the <laughs> old days, five hundred bucks would be very expensive. Now I don't think it is anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> tell you how old I am. Oh, no. I'm getting old. I have $500 soon, <laughs> <laughs> And a and $100 pair of shoes. Oh but, but, but guys, I'll tell you what. You know, we, we love you. We, you know, we want to give you news that we believe in you know, and uh, news that'll make this country better, you know, and, and conversation that'll make this country better. So this is Randy Berhalt signing off and...
0: Harry Berhalt signing off, and we love you guys, and we will be back soon.
1: All Bye.